In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown. The gatekeeper, okay? The unexplained and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, hopefully, from the Dolphin Pub. Uh, well, not quite yet. Uh, huh. He's the rich... Okay. I think they're rebooting right now. All right, they're rebooting. Uh, come on in here, Eric. I'm on. Okay, there you go. So anyways, we are going to be broadcasting live from the Dolphin Pub in, uh, I think it's Derby, isn't it? Uh, Darby, isn't it? <laughs> it's the same thing, my friend. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Derby, Darby, you know. It's spelled Derby. Yeah, yeah, it's spelled Derby, but it's they say Darby, which is kind of weird anyways. But uh, yeah, he'll be broadcasting live, hopefully they are. Now, that, the Dolphin Pub is, is got a cool ghost story associated with, so I hope we're going to be talking about that as well. And that, and I believe that's in uh, the UK, right, England. Uh, but anyways, uh, the station has moved. We're no longer in Tyler, right here. No, we're in the big metropolis of Lindell. Twelve oh, minutes, what? twelve miles north of Tyler. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. High atop, looking over trees. So you moved into a like a new place, right? Yes. So is it haunted? Uh, I haven't been here long enough. <laughs> I don't know, and I haven't even worked late. I don't think. Oh, that's so. not good. You're living the life of Riley, my friend. I know. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> the, the interesting thing about it was, was the other place haunted or not? I mean, I, I know that we there was a little bit of activity there. Because uh, I heard some stories, but I mean, what, in your take, I mean, did, did you find it a little bit weird? I mean, it was weird because there were sounds where there shouldn't be sounds. Other than, you know, like in crawl spaces of attics and things were, and it was always, always around the same time of the night. And um, I don't know, just, I mean, there's the the sound of a chair rolling across the wooden floor is unmistakable. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I, I thought was interesting is is that uh, that was brought up uh, I think last time I talked to you about it. Right. And uh, that's not actually uncommon because uh, we have done several investigations where for some reason a chair likes to travel on its own. Right. But yeah, when you go back up there, it's always in the same place. 
that I did not know. Yeah. I mean, it so never... So you would hear the sound, but not yeah. see the chair actually move, or, not, or the chair would not actually move. Well, I don't know if it did or not. If it did, it moved back to where it was. Correct. <laughs> or somewhere in the same vicinity. I mean, I never tried to measure it or anything. Just, I never, I never really liked going in that side of the house anyway at night. Okay. Now, was was that a house? It was a three three story house with a basement, so four stories. Um, and the radio and where I'm talking about is in the attic sections. Okay. And so I, I assume that was somebody's house at one uh, point. At one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was built in. Uh, I want to say 1908. Okay, so, so that's not super old. No, it's old. not super old, but it's old for that part of town. Now, town itself, is that an old city, and or is it fairly modern? No, it's fairly modern. Yeah, okay. I think I think I think the oldest house in Tyler is like 1884. It's still standing or whatever. So yeah, it's okay. it's not a very old city. Hmm. No, I mean that's the interesting. You think about Texas, you really think about uh, at least I do. You know, you think of the Alamo, you think of uh, you know the Texas Republic and all that. Yeah, well, surrounding Tyler, there's tons of stuff. I mean, there's battlefields, there's old camps, there's old forts. I mean, there's tons of stuff around Tyler. But I think Tyler, you know, Tyler proper. Um, is really not all that old. Hmm. Now, when you did you grow up in uh, Texas? Yes. Okay. So uh, I'm just trying to wonder because you know I'm from New England, so we our history has always been all about like the revolution and stuff. But you actually, I mean, Texas has its own history in itself with being a republic at one time. Yes, it does. So I mean, assume that's all taught in. Uh, in school. Yeah, Texas history. Hmm. Is it separate course? Oh, yeah. Has oh, to be. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of stuff to learn. Texas is very unique. So, um, yeah, it has its own own course, its own class. Hmm. Oh, that's uh, kind of cool. But, you know, we, we were doing research for a, a new book, which is coming out in uh, September, and there's actually a story from the, the Alamo, why the Alamo still stands there. And supposedly, uh, Santa Ana's men were driven off by uh, ghosts of monks. Um, Did you ever hear that? I have not heard that. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Uh, he sent out his men to absolutely raise the building to the ground, uh, but they were driven back by a, a band of ghostly monks. And then, uh, uh, I don't know if it was Santa Ana or the general under him, but uh, he returned and, you know, called them all cowards and everything, got there, and then he was driven off by the same merry band. Well, you know that's the only part of it that still stands is the sanctuary. Right. Right. The, the interesting part about it is, is I did see a thing on the uh, History Channel not long ago, and... Uh, they actually showed what it really looked like. And it was a huge place. Most people think of that, you know, that little uh, mission as the, the whole thing. No, that was just one little piece of it. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that, I mean, that was amazing. They went up, they were up in one of the high-rise buildings that are, you could see, and they, they uh, you could actually see the grounds. They kind of, like, mapped it out for you. And it was huge. 
Yeah. And, and it was and really a difficult, big. difficult place for the, the Texans to hold as well. Well, you got 200 guys trying to defend two acres. That's kind of tough to do. Right. And against uh, things. But anyways, I mean, we, we do know that Texas has a, a, a long history. And uh, I'm still trying to see if uh, Richard's coming in yet, but I don't see him in chat either. So. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get him on Skype. No luck. Let me try to. I'm gonna try to call him again and see if he picks up. All right. So you want me to sing while you do that? Yeah, dance a jig. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll listen to All him right, like that, anyways. But the, the interesting part of it, if if you want, we could try to go to break right now, and then uh, we can. Uh... Well, I've got Richard on, or I got somebody on. Can you hear me, guys? Yes. Yay! Richard, can you hear us? Is more important. I don't think he can hear us. What if he's got his damn mute on? <laughs> the backwards mute. Well, if the mic's on, no, that won't work either. Right, it's, a speaker. it's definitely a speaker problem. Uh, well, so, I mean, this was supposed to be live from the Dolphin Pub in Derby, I guess it is, and uh, he's still attempting to do that. So let's move on to other things. Do you, do you want to put a uh, break on right now and see if we can sort this out? Um, I can play some music. That will work. What would you like to hear? Uh, Radio Gaga. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Let me pull that up. All right, here we go. Ghost Chronicles International, and finally, the Ghost Finder General himself, Mr. The Most Haunted, Richard Felix. Good afternoon and good evening. How are you? Little technical problems that we have there? Uh, listen, my friend, I mean, I had technical problems last week with the phone. This week, I'm on Skype, but you see, I'm in one of the most haunted buildings in Derby. Sorry, in Great Britain. Uh, I wonder if that's got something to do with it, because I've never, ever had problems. We've got two computers here. I've got my, my, my techies with me. I've got Chris and Eleanor Thompson with me as well from the team, from the Derwent Paranormal team. And we, we just don't understand why, why, why it wouldn't work. I could hear you all the time, but we just could not get through for some reason. You know, it's funny. Is we could hear you, but that was it. You could hear me? Yeah. Well, I was listening to you all the time talking about my favorite subject with Eric. The Alamo. The Alamo, absolutely. When in doubt, when when we're desperate, we can always talk to Eric about the ghost of the Alamo, can't we? Absolutely. But, you know, the interesting thing is you are in one of the most haunted pubs in the U.K., and uh, it's been investigated several times, so they must have a feel of what's going on down there. 
Well, absolutely right. I mean, the, joking apart, but the, I mean, there, there was there's nothing wrong with we've got two computers here. We've got proper little studio set up here with a with a, a proper mic and headphones and the whole works. Uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, Chris and Eleanor, um, what they don't know about computers and the paranormal and energies isn't worth knowing. And they've got no explanation for it. But what I haven't asked them yet, because I haven't mentioned the paranormal to them while we're in this building, really? uh, whether it might have something to do with it. Eleanor, what do you think? Hang on, there's Eleanor here, Rob. All right. It is certainly possible that the uh, residents of the building don't want you to broadcast from here. Really? Now, uh, are there, do you know who the residents of the building are? Absolutely no idea at all. It's the first time we've been in the building. Okay. But not Richard. Richard's been there before. Oh, I've been here a lot. I mean, I do, I do one of my ghost walks from here uh, once a month. Uh, the old dolphin ghost walk. Um, yeah, I've got a pretty good idea um, who who could be here because uh, I mean this this building goes back to 1530, um, and I don't mean three, half past three this afternoon either. Um, uh, it, it, it's it's the oldest pub in Derby, and it's uh, certainly one one of one of the one of the most haunted buildings in in, in Derby. Uh, there's so many stories to do with this place. Um, there's a grey lady. We're, we're, at this moment in time, we're, we're actually upstairs um, in one of the old uh, timber-framed rooms. Um, there's a grey lady that, that walks through the wall up here. Uh, I've got a lovely story, which I'll, I'll explain to you in a minute. We, so we, we what, said, before we get into that, Richard, why don't you give us a little yeah. layout of the pub? You know, give, let us know, you know, do a little picture... Uh, drawing of it so that we know what well, this place looks like. We're talking, we're talking of a building that's, that's uh, about uh, five doors down from Derby Cathedral, uh, which in a minute, I'll, we'll, in fact, we'll open the windows because the bells are ringing, um, actually, from the cathedral. I don't know whether you can actually hear it, guys. But... No, great night, Richard. Oh, hang on, I'm going to put it out the window then. Oh, thanks a lot. Bailey. Did you hear that? Bailey, Richard, Bailey. Oh, well, that's a shame. Well, we've got the most amazing ring of bells um, from this old uh, medieval church. It's not a church, it's a cathedral. Um, and um, funnily enough, uh, the tower of Derby Cathedral, which is only five doors down, is exactly the same age as the pub. Um, really? We're talking a, a really quaint um, timber-framed um, pub that, that uh, well, it, it, it's the, one of the few. I think we've only got two um, timber-framed buildings. That's the sort of thing that you'd see in Stratford, you know, sort of uh, Shakespeare-type stuff. Um, it's got two bars, three bars downstairs, um, and then it's got a, a, a fantastic eating area up here. Uh, where we are at the moment in the in the haunted room with with black and white timbers all over the walls, and then it's got a um, living quarters at the back and the most amazing cellars. Um, they are so haunted. Uh, you, I mean, you would not under any circle. You know what? I, you know what? What it was? I am Ron after after Gettysburg. Um, I, you would never get me down there in in those cellars um, on my own um, under any circumstances. Um, and the staff. The staff hate it down there. 
Um, none of them will go down on their own to change a beer barrel, uh, basically because of what, what went on down there. Um, and this is a little little inn, a little pub, right in the centre of, of, as you'd call it, downtown Derby, um, on one of the, the old main streets. Um, it, it's a pity we haven't got video, because it, it's a chocolate box sort of um, building. really is. You, you, you'd love it. You really would. And it's so old. Now, now Richard... Uh, when you were with uh, Most Haunted, did, did they investigate the, the pub? Um, not in depth, we didn't. Basically, we, we did a live uh, the, uh, from Derby, uh, and one of the many places that we, we investigated, but only on, on for a short time, was the Dolphin. Um, I, I believe that, that um, Yvette and Carl, or, or possibly Stuart and Carl, I think, have been back again mm-hmm. um, to investigate it in haunted pubs. It, oh, it's called Wines and Spirits. Now, what a what a wonderful title! Yeah, you, yeah. Wines and Spirits, um, and they actually came back and, and investigated it. Uh, but I mean, the fascinating thing about this place is that in the 1930s. My great uncle Jack owned it. You're kidding? No, I'm not. No, no. My my great uncle Jack Jack Felix um, died the week before he became the mayor of Derby. Oh, see, and I never knew you. Uh, you were uh, your uh, relatives had the the mayor of Derby, and and now I believe that you're trying to do that same yes. position. Yes, 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 yes. In fact, May the sixth is election day, and and I I'm, I've been out campaigning. Uh, tonight, uh, which has been absolutely fabulous. Yeah, yeah, my, my auntie, uh, my auntie Elsie was mayor of Derby in, in 1960s. Uh, Uncle Jack, great Uncle Jack, died the week before. My grandfather was a, a freeman of, of, the, of the town of Derby and, and uh, an alderman, as they called him, uh, chairman of the board of guardians uh, at the time. And my other great uncle was also a councillor. Um, so, yeah, we, we actually... You know, I'm, Old Derby family, basically. Yes, Derby in your blood. Very much so, as you as you know only too well with the, with the, the Derbies that I visited while I was <laughs> over there with you. Uh, but unfortunately, as far as I know, Great Uncle Jack doesn't haunt this pub. I don't think. We've never seen him. Okay, you have your medium there, so uh, is Hello. she picking up? Hello. <laughs> No. Oh, she, she's actually, there's a painting on, on the wall up here of a, of a gentleman in um, Elizabethan clothing. Mm-hmm. And she says that he's here. Really? This guy, yeah, that he's up here with us at the moment, which is, she's actually seen him. She's, she's seen, oh God, this is great. She says she's seen him on the stairs um, when she came into the, into the building earlier. Now there's also, strangely enough, um, a little girl that haunts the staircase. Um, really? Oh, yeah. The, the ex-landlord, um, who is now, funnily enough, taking a pub across the road from here, a uh, guy called Terry, um, he was very... He was a big, big guy, very big guy. And um, he was putting... As they used to call it, putting the cellar to bed at night. In other words, closing it up, switching everything right. off. Uh, they'd, they'd finished you know, selling for the night. And being, being such a big guy, um, he used to take a run at the stairs to, to, to get himself up the stairs. And halfway up the stairs as he was running, he saw this little girl sitting at, at the top um, with her head in her hands, 
and, a, and a, her elbows on her knees. And he just said, she de he described her as, as wearing a Dutch sort of dress. And she was looking him straight in the face, but he said, I'm a big fella. He said, I gathered momentum and I couldn't stop. And I expected to crush the little girl. But I went straight through her without feeling anything and carried on up the stairs. And he said, I tell you what, he said, you know, a marathon runner wouldn't have caught me that night because he said, I kept on running along the landing and into the bedroom where my wife was fast asleep. He said, I dragged her out of bed and dragged her more or less while she was almost half asleep to the top of the stairs to see the little girl. And of course, you know what I'm going to say next. Same old story that we hear so often. She was gone. She was gone. She was gone. So it, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, a big man and yet a little girl spirit, yet the big man is afraid of a little girl spirit. Oh, he was. Oh, absolutely. In fact, he said, I'll be honest with you, Richard, he said, because he was, he was landlord here for a good four years um, after the incident. And he, he said he always made sure that there was someone downstairs with him uh, putting the cellar to bed, putting the, the pub to bed before he went up. Because it, 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 it really frightened him. And, and again, as you just said, a, a big man uh, in his late 40s, why, would, why should he be frightened of, of, of the spirit of a little girl sitting on the stairs? But he was. It's so strange. But we have, we have much more ominous stories. Uh, you do. Oh, of murder and body snatchers and, and oh yeah, you wait, Rob. I mean, I mean, uh, basically, uh, the the room that we're in now is is haunted by the ghost of, of a lady, uh, a grey lady that is often seen um, wandering around this place. Uh, but this is the this is the state bar up here, and uh -huh. and customers have actually commented on on the lady, the grey grey rather sickly-looking lady that, that, that stands in the corner of the room. Uh, not thinking it's a ghost, but, you know, who's the lady? And then she just vanishes. Uh, upstairs here, there's a secret, um, a secret bedroom. Um, really? It, it's, yeah, there's, there's a window on the outside. I'll tell you what I'll do. We, we can, I'm sure we can actually we can, we can put pictures up, can't we, on, on, on the website for you. You can. Which, which website would they go to if they wanted to see these, uh, Richard? Hello? Yep. Ronald? Richard? Are you still there? I am. Okay. Looks like we're having more technical difficulties. I think when he was playing with his computer, he tried to put the website up and uh that's probably what killed it uh probably doesn't have a big enough virtual memory uh but i'm just guessing since i know nothing about computers but anyways uh that's richard felix he is broadcasting live from the uh pub the dolphin pub oh. you back richard now listen this this is this isn't possible uh this is not, we're not making, apparently Chris just tells me that I've actually just been disconnected. Um, and, and they say to me that you can't do that while I'm talking. You shouldn't be able to do that. The, everything's still, the signal's there. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but you, you listen, you know as well as I do that spirits use energies, play with things, uh, mess about. I think we're in for a, a very interesting 
three quarters of an hour. Um, because this place is extremely active. And it, it's so strange that that should happen when I'm starting to talk about the young lady that, that haunts this, this room that we're in now. Um, it's not strange at all, Richard. This is, this is amazing. This is great. I will try and continue to see what happens. Um, there's a secret room upstairs. That, that There's an extra window on the outside of the, of the building that, that no one knew where the room was. And when Jim, the, the, the present landlord, who will be coming to talk to us uh, in, a, in a few minutes, um, he knew about the secret room, and he's, he's quite into, he's very interested in the history of the building and, 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 and the, the hauntings. And they actually broke through it, through the attic um, and found this room at, at the back where the window was. And it had, nobody had been in it for, for probably 100 years or something like that, and the ceiling had collapsed. Um, and there was all the old... Um, if I can try and describe to you uh, the, a, a, an old Tudor building, it's made of reeds, uh, straw and reeds and, and that sort of stuff, and held together with what we call wattle and daub, which is actually mud and, and cow manure mixed together uh, with reeds put in it to sort of strengthen it. And that's how the, the ceiling or the roof space was, was made. It had collapsed um, onto the floor and... While they were sort of sifting through the reeds, they found an old bayonet hidden in the in the rafters. Really? And I've actually got the bayonet with me now. You want to describe it? Oh, I will indeed. I mean, obviously, it's such a shame, shame with with radio that we can't see. But it's 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 uh, so rusty. You wouldn't believe it. it. It's it's almost rusted away. The handle, which was made of wood, of course, uh, with with metal underneath it, the, the the wood has completely rotted away. And I I would put it. I I think because I'm into as you know into military history. I believe that it's a a, a French bayonet, and I would I would date it at about 1870, which isn't old for this pub. Huh. But it, wh why would anyone bother? To, to hide a, 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 an old bayonet in the roof space of a building and the room then be, for want of a better word, sealed off, barred, for, for the best part of 100 years. I, I, this is my theory, and I'm actually going to pass it to Eleanor just in a minute, just in case she, cause she could do any psychometry on it, whether she can find it. My thoughts are that this could well have been a murder weapon. Really? And she just said it to me. She just said a murder weapon before I said it. Um, that's, but you see, I don't know, of course. Uh, now, now Richard, do, do you have any ultraviolet uh, lights there and possibly uh, some spray? What to, see if, no, what, to see if we could sort of... No, we haven't. See if what, there's bloodstains on it. Right, absolutely. It is so rusty, Ron, that I'm actually handing it to Eleanor as we speak. Um... It's so rusty that I don't think that the original um, patina finish of the it's not there. It's rusted to hell um, because it's been there for you know for such a long time and weathered, of course, being being hidden in the in the in the roof space. Um, so whether she's I don't know whether she's going to get anything from it or or not. But this is only a theory of mine that I've had because you see I would you see. I, I grew, grew up with, with swords and weapons, and, and my dad had bears. Well, Richard, you're going to have to hold on to that because we actually have to take a break right now. 
Hey, well, this is the Coast Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Colt, and we will be right back after the following messages on Tojinet and Pararex Ghost Channel and Beyond. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Miller Eggs family. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles. Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick. He is Richard Felix, broadcasting live from the Dolphin Pub in Derby, England. <laughs> Derby. Is, is, is that is that like proper England, or, or is it Wales? That's a li- that was definitely not Wales. Oh boy, oh no, it would be more like that if you were talking in Welsh. You see, very oh, different. No, that was very good English. Well done. Anyways, uh, it, it is in in England, then, correct? Correct, sir. It's right in the centre. In fact, we call it Derby, the dead centre of England. Yeah, dead centre. I like that. Being the most haunted town and uh, city in England. You're right. That's absolutely true. So that makes it the most haunted city in the world, you see? Correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, you were, you were about to tell us something about the cellar or something, uh, I believe. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you something, mate. The, the, the cellars are the best part of this building. Um, and remember, this is something that goes back to 1530, possibly, possibly earlier, uh, because we're a Viking town. And um, so, you know, it goes back to sort of 817. So there would have been someone living here on the site of this building since about 817, which is a long time ago. We've, we've also got um, the, the, the most amazing cellars under this building. And, and basically part of the cellar, uh, part of this building was originally a doctor's house. And in, in the olden days, I'm sure it happened in America just the same, uh, doctors would pay to have bodies delivered to them. 
for dissection purposes. This was for the purpose of medical research. And a doctor would pay anything up to three, three pounds, uh, which is about three dollars, I think, now, isn't it? Something like that, to have bodies delivered. And, and you see, this, this pub had got churches and churchyards all around it. Right. St. Michael's, Mary's, All Saints, the cathedral. And so it's a pit that the thing is, people were terrified, Ron, of, of, of being dug up and dissected. Because, you see, there's a phrase that people need to remember when ghost hunting called laid to rest. People expected to, to be at rest, not dug up, and, of course, they, they expected their body to be whole. Because if not, they were terrified that on the day of resurrection, that if the body wasn't whole, the spirit wouldn't be whole, and, and you'd be sent to hell. So people would sit on, on, on the, the graves of their loved ones for days to, to stop the, the resurrection men, as they were called. The body oh, and, uh, oh this, is, this is true. We've still got, in old, in old churchyards in England, we have what's called a watch house, which was erected in the churchyard for the family to actually spend some time in watching the grave of their loved ones to stop them from being dug up and dissected. But if someone was, you know, nobody knew who they were, they were buried, then that night the resurrection men would be there with their wooden spades, their lanterns, and their little boy... But they dig down, you see, with a wooden spade so they made no noise in, in the stones, dig a chute down to where the head of the coffin was, and then they'd send the little boy down the chute, down the hole, and he'd smash open the, the end of the coffin, and then he'd attach a rope or a noose around the neck of the dead body, and then the little boy would come out of the hole. Can you imagine the, the nightmares that that little boy would have? Are you kidding me? You know, I never thought of that, but I guess it saves digging up the whole grave. Of course it does, yeah. And they haven't got time. All they did was dig, then they'd pull it up, you see, the body up. Now, it was illegal in England to steal the clothes or the shroud. But it wasn't against the law to steal the body. So they stripped the body, pushed um, pushed the clothes or the shroud back into the coffin, covered it up, and then away they came back to back to the dolphin, uh, to this doctor's house at the side of the dolphin, which is now now the lounge. And they dropped the body down the coal chute. Really? Into the cellar. We think the possibility a guy called Doctor Wright um, actually would drag the body away and dissect it. Now, one morning, this doctor came downstairs. There was a freshly delivered body lying at the foot, at the bottom of the, of the cellar floor. He dragged it away. Guess what? It was still what? alive. What? Still alive. Yeah, still alive. Freshly stolen, probably, from the slab. And it was still alive. We don't know whether the body, whether, it, whether he killed it. We don't know whether it died or whether, he, whether, it, whether it recovered. But the, the, that part of the cellar... Underneath the dolphin is the most haunted part of the whole building. And the staff hate going down there on their own. In fact, I'll be quite honest with you, they actually don't store beer in that part of the cellar because really? of the amount of ghostly activity that goes, oh, yeah. yeah. And basically, the, the, what happens, the main thing, it's mainly poltergeist activity that takes place in there. And the beer taps, the, the gas taps get turned off. And they think the beer's run out, someone goes down, and then the staff don't like going down on their own. So two of them have to go down together. And when they get down there, there's plenty of beer in the barrel, but the gas taps have been turned off, physically turned off by unseen hands. And it happens 
Well, I've spoken to four landlords now that have been here, and it, it happens to, to all. And my uncle, great uncle Jack, when he when he was here in the 30s, it, my dad used to tell me ghost stories about it. And then it was wooden wooden beer barrels, of course, and someone had turned one of them on, and he'd lose a whole barrel of beer. Oh gosh! You wouldn't, you wouldn't make up silly stories about that. So I tell you something. This this building is 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 one of the prettiest buildings, obviously, in, in the centre of Derby, and probably the most haunted. And I'll tell you something else, shall I? The beer's very good as well. It's I'll just have to come over there. That's all I can do. You know, Musk, you're going to have to come over and, and sample it, because I tell you, it's, um, but I tell you what, Ron, I've actually got Jim Harris with me here now. He's just, he's just arrived, and apparently things have happened, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we've had, uh, we've had a few things happen, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's still quite... I mean, we were doing some uh, photographs today uh, for the Cathedral Quarter website, which is uh, which is what we're part of here. And uh, when I was focusing the camera in in the in the corner of the restaurant where we're actually sat now, when the when the camera, you know, these cameras now where they try and focus in, where you get these little uh, squares where it picks something up. Right. It kept doing that, and there was nothing there, in you know, nothing there, and it kept doing it uh, all the time. And then when we took the photograph. And I'll show Richard this later on. Right? There was uh, there was a lot of orbs and whatever right in the corner, um, up in the restaurant, and the camera was just picking it up like uh, like there was somebody there, just little squares. God blimey! And it just you know totally totally freaks you out. No, I mean you are uh, the the current landlord, correct? I'm what? Sorry, current landlord. Yes, I am. Yes, I've I've been here eight years now. Yes. No, I mean, Richard would just told us about uh, the taps being turned off downstairs in, in the cellar. That's Have right. you uh, right. witnessed this yourself? Or? We've, we've had lots of things like that. I mean, usually what happens is when, when the landlord first takes a pub on, um, that is when the most activity usually happens, and that's what happened to me. Um, I mean, certainly for about the first six months or so, uh, there was a lot of activity going on down, not just in the cellar, but all over the pub. Um, I mean, I, I was down the cellar and was actually physically prodded in my back like three times, you know, and there was nobody else down there and you just jump around and there's absolutely nobody there and, you know, you know but it doesn't, it doesn't make you frightened. I mean, when that kind of thing happens to you, I think you feel like, um, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's not like, it's, you're not kind of running out the place screaming, it's like you feel part of history which is what we are and I, and I just feel quite humbled to be to be actually part of the pub and all that uh, if you know what I mean right I mean and it, it, it's you guys have so much more history than we do I mean because your country is physically older than we are yeah yeah well Richard knows yeah well I mean again when you when you talk I mean like like I heard Eric talking at the beginning of the show about that, that I think it's his house that goes back to the sort of you know, 1880s, and, and I mean, when, while I was over there with you in, 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 in last August, and I was talking to people, and people were saying, we've got a really old house, you know, it's Victorian, and I think, you, know, we, you see, we can go back 2,000 years, of, you know, in the history of, of, of the city of Derby, we still have the remains of a Roman house, um, about, about three quarters of a mile out. An actual Roman house? A Roman house, oh yeah, the foundations of a Roman house, and it goes back approximately 1,950 years. Oh my God. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's almost prehistoric, you know, but compared to, 
and, and you, this is why, Ron, you're going to have to get yourself over here uh, and come and see some of this because uh, we'll, we'll blow your mind, I tell you, and with ghosts and hauntings. Now, I mean, how uh, you guys, uh, of course, were affected by that volcano that erupted. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, have you noticed any yeah. change in uh, the paranormal patterns? Uh, or not? I mean, is there more activity, less activity, no change at all? Uh, right. Well, I mean, first of all, Jim, Jim was stranded in Tenerife, uh, uh, couldn't get home, couldn't get back to the pub. Um, Eleanor's actually um, nodding her head and saying that, yeah, it, it's far more activity since, since, since the dust started drifting over us. Which, you see, last week, Ron, when I tried to get hold of you uh, via the phone, which, of course, is the way I normally do. There's no, I mean, I just couldn't, I mean, I don't know what that's got to do with it, but I couldn't get through to you at all. So I had to come via, you know, via the computer and Skype, and there wasn't a problem. So I, I don't know. I, um, it's, a, it's an interesting one. But it, it's all down, as you know, this only to it's all energies and, and the, like things have been affecting, you know, this computer tonight. You know, how long does it take us? Ten minutes to just get online for is, some is reason. Is Jim the landlord still there? Jim's still here, yeah. Yes, I am, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still listening, yeah. Well, you, you know, Jim, one thing I, I did want to ask you about it is you've had investigative groups in there. Uh, do you find that's good for business, bad for business? I mean, how do the locals feel about all this ghost hunting stuff going on in your building? Well, we do. We get, we get bombarded with a lot of people wanting to come and do things here, and... Uh, some of the locals, you know, they, they kind of poo-poo the idea and they'll, they'll say, well, it's, um, you know, it's, it's me cashing in on the business and the name and, of the pub and, you know, being associated with Richard Felix and Most Haunted and that sort of thing. But to be quite honest with you, I mean, what we've done is, uh, you know, I kind of limit, uh, well, I, I run it quite tightly, actually, with, with these groups. I mean, I usually, you know, I'll, I work closely with Richard and I'll say, you know, you've kind of got the, the exclusive rights as such to the, you know, to doing the ghost walks here because uh, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think it's good that you should be uh, having um, certainly like these amateurish kind of groups coming round and just sitting in your pub all night and uh, and usually they're not the one. Oh, it's not the ghosts that are turning the taps on. It's uh, it's usually these people. <laughs> <laughs> You just think to yourself, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get. Uh, I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to get uh, get led into that one. I'm afraid. But right, uh, right. no, we're not happy with what Richard does here. I mean, you know, it's it's very very good, very popular. Uh, we get inundated with phone hotel the, uh, the, yeah. the jury's in just on the corner. There, we get a lot of American tourists in in here as well. Hell of a lot. You know, and they love the place. They absolutely love it. They, they, you know, it's just uh, the, the bold over by it. I think it's great. I mean, it's good for business, Ron, obviously, which is, you know, well, that's what we're all, I'm afraid, you know, in, I mean, this is my profession. Now, Correct. Uh, but it's also good for the history of the city. Uh, because, we, you know, you see, as you know only too well that, that I'm very much, Jim's the same. I'm not only into the ghost, but I'm into the history of, of, the, of the property as well. And, and to me, you can't get closer than, than history, than actually seeing the, the apparition, for want of a better word, of something, someone that once lived here, dwelt here, and probably died here. And that's why I think what's, what makes it so special. I, I agree. So, and, and you know, I mean, of course, it's, it's important to 
that you have mediums and psychics and, and to get their impressions because they, they open a whole new area where we, we can't, you know, that we can't find with our, our uh, instruments and stuff. I mean, they, yeah. they can tell us things our instruments can't, basically. Yeah, they're, they're actually, some of the time, they're actually rewriting history wrong. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, for instance, you, you, you get someone that, a medium, a, a genuine medium that actually picks on, picks up on something. The problem you've got is, you see, if they pick on someone and we know the name of that person, then everyone says, oh, well, that's in the guidebook. That's in the history books. When they pick up on someone that isn't mentioned in any history book or any guidebook, then everyone says, ah, oh, well, we've got no proof of that. But I think they are giving you proof of, of people that lived, because you must remember that, uh, in the same as America as over here, there were so many itinerant workers wandering the country uh, with, with different names, aliases. Nobody knew who they were. They were these people were never documented. So all of a sudden, the media comes up and finds someone. They're, if you like, bringing them back into, into the limelight, into history. Um, we didn't know about them, but now we do. But we can't prove it. That's the only trouble. Yes. Jim has seen some? What's happened? Have things happened to you here, Jim? What? I've seen... Ghostwise, seen things or... Well, yeah, I mean, going back to when we first... As I say, when we first took the pub on, I mean, uh, one of the... Well, say it's another story. I mean, fact uh, is that uh, I was... I was um, the first December that we were here. I mean, I took the pub in November and um, I was... Um, I, I hadn't uh, wrapped my Christmas presents. And we were getting to that point where we needed to, uh, well, I needed to, to get them all wrapped up. And it was, uh, it would have been around the 23rd of December, something like that. And uh, I went upstairs into one of the rooms in the pub where I'd, where I'd hidden these presents from my wife and my daughter. And uh, I sat there, it was about probably just gone midday. And uh, sat there with me wrapping paper, typical bloke, like, you know, sellotape oh, everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Trying to, trying to get it all sorted out, thinking, you know, just get it so done. Somebody do it for me. And uh, I looked up, and there was, uh, all I can say is there was the, um, not, well, I don't suppose it's an apparition. All I saw was these, you know, these old-fashioned dresses that kind of bushel out the back. You know, the old Victorian dresses or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the back end of one of those literally go past me and just go straight into the wall to the right of me. Now I don't, I don't, I can't really repeat on radio what I, you know, what, what actually came out of my mouth at the time. But believe me, you know I, I did see that. And like I say to people, you know I've got, I've got far better things to talk about than seeing apparitions or whatever. You know, I mean it's not the kind of thing you can make up. You know, you know it's not, it's not that kind of thing. You see, Jim's Jim's a bloke. He's, he's a, a beer drinking landlord of a pub. He's not going to make up stupid airy fairy stories no. about I've just seen a ghost. Well, oh, yeah. no, no people not. used to laugh at us for that years ago, but they don't anymore. Well, exactly. I mean, one of the mediums that we've had who, who, who's been here, Patrick uh, Hutchinson, yeah. he was saying that there's a, there was a young child that, uh, that haunts his pub, and uh, he, he got a strong feeling that this young lad is uh, he's very much attached to me, or he's, he follows me around the pub. Um, like, a, I don't know, I suppose a lost soul or yeah. something, you know, and... Uh, he, he is there, and whenever Patrick's been to, you know, been to the pub, or even when I've spoken to him on the phone, he said, you know, I, I'm, I'm picking up that uh, this small lad, you know, is, is in the room next year. So, but like I say, I mean, I don't, it's, it's not like you're kind of running out the pub screaming. It's, it's, it's not like that at all. You know, I, I do feel comfortable with what's here. 
um, because you know we're, we're sitting on a well, we've got a pub that's 500 years old, so uh, you know I, I just feel glad to be part of it. The the other thing I was curious about is, do you find that the activity is uh, more prevalent during a, a certain time, a certain time of year, a certain day? Um, I couldn't. The feeling I get is that um, the feeling I get is that I uh, is they don't whatever's here, be it. I've kind of got my own theory on this. I think it's old landlords or landladies or staff, yeah. people that love the Dedicated pub. Dedicated people. Yeah, who've, who've never left this pub and just, you know, didn't want to leave it. And they don't like change. Yes. yes. If you yes. don't, if you, try, if you try and change things, like if I came in here and said, well, I'm going to redecorate it or, you know, I'm going to change the furniture or something, I could guarantee that something would happen within a week or maybe even a couple of days and the staff would pick up on that straight away as well. They'd say, you know, what have you done? What have you done? Yes. You know, and, and straight away you just get that, you know, something happens. Uh, and that's probably why when you when a new landlord comes in, yeah, that things start happening, that they're not used to you. You're you're moving into their territory, if yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's only after a while yeah. that they probably get either get used to you and like you. Yeah. And then things calm down. Yeah. Or they actually don't like you and they keep keep things going, but that's not in your case, is it? Well, no, no. But I mean, going back, I mean, I was listening to what you were talking about the area down the cellar where they used to do the uh, the walls and the, yeah. the body snatchers. Now, I mean, that area down there. I mean, we do not. I mean, I, well, I don't, and I know no, none of my staff will go down there, and I certainly will not turn my back on that place. I walk out facing it, you know, with my back, you know, so that I can see what's happening because she just. <laughs> I, I, I never have done. You just—it's not one of those things that you do there. <laughs> huh. No, it, Ron, it's yeah. awesome. You—you you have to come. Yeah. Do you do you find that, like for instance, uh, that men or women are affected more there? Are the same? Do what? Sorry, uh, Ron. I didn't quite catch that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, do you do you find? Uh, do you have female employees? Yes, we do. Yes. So, do you find that they uh, run into more paranormal activity than the male ones, or vice versa, or it doesn't matter? Um, I would probably say it's equal. It's equal amounts between everyone. I mean, I've I've seen. I mean, no. I mean, uh, you, you, no. It's not. It's not like you know. It's not one or the other. It's. I, I, would, I would say it's equal. I mean, all the staff. Or you know the employers and um, myself and the managers and whatever we all we all sense when uh, when something happens here you know people do do get that kind of same feeling and it's it's strange that uh, that on a couple of occasions we have seen the same kind of thing as well with the uh, there's like a black figure that uh, that haunts the passageway downstairs wow and uh, I've seen that a couple of times and I know that the staff have um, certainly seen it. A couple of times from the snug, you know, where the little yeah, bay window yeah, is. Yeah. There. You know, they've seen a figure go past there, and I've seen, you know, a figure go from the snug up to where we are now. So, wow. yeah. yeah. And the amazing thing is, Ron, tonight, as I told you, I was out canvassing uh, from about half past five this evening, and I actually went into a lady's house tonight, and she told me that she used to be a barmaid at the Dolphin, and, and she was actually coming back up the steps, the stairs of the, of the, um, the sellers, of course. Uh, she she was never bothered. She she was one of the few people that dared to go down on the, on her own 
And as she went up the steps, something slapped her on the backside three times. Really? And she said, three times it smacked her on the bum. Um, and she said, I'm, I'm not being funny. The first thing I did was turn around and thought somehow one of the staff had gone down there, usual story, and was playing a joke. And she said, I swear to you, Richard, there was nobody there. Or should I say there was nobody there alive? Amazing. That was tonight. Oh, it was tonight? Very amazing. Oh, it is. But it, 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 it's happening. All, it's active. You know, it happens to be... I mean, we take... Uh, uh, just before Christmas, um, Halloween, uh, because they've got, they've got a secret tunnel as well that goes um, from, the, from the pub across what's called uh, Queen Street in, in front of us here now. And it's been bricked up for many, many years. And Jim, they let us come down um, with, with a builder to try and break through. And we actually got through a part of it, but unfortunately, there's, a, there's a, an old Victorian sewer pipe that goes across now where, where the tunnel went. And so we, 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 we stopped before we hit it. Uh, and I actually managed to, some, I don't know how I did it, managed to get in there. Uh, they sort of pushed me through to have a look what was in there. And, I mean, there was literally nothing there, but, but at the start of a tunnel and, and, and the earth. But the amazing thing is that I think... The following day, Jim rang me saying, what the hell have you done? What's happened? What have you done now? And I said, what, what, sorry, what do you mean? He said, well, he said, my staff won't go down there into that part of the cellar because something touches them, pushes yeah, them. Yeah, it was, the tap started turning again and uh, the staff didn't feel happy with, uh, with going down there again. You know, they felt they were being watched down there. It was, uh, yeah, it was very, very scary. So that was just, again... Knocking it about, knocking yeah, a few yeah. bricks out, wrong. Because you see, as I've said to you before, builders see ghosts, demolition men see ghosts, decorators see ghosts. As like Jim was saying earlier, you're disturbing their building. Right. We actually have a question for uh, Jim from uh, Diane in the chat room. Have any of the staff left because of the ghosts? Not that I'm aware of, no. But uh, I know, I know some of the staff. Um, or certainly I've got two that I employ at the moment that will not uh, go up into the, uh, the old living quarters of, uh, of the Dolphin anymore on their own. I mean, there is like a bit of a staff room there and uh, they, they won't go there. I mean, one, one girl who works for me, a girl called Caroline, she, uh, she was looking at, uh, she was doing, uh, doing a makeup and whatever in one of the mirrors and uh, she dropped, uh, she dropped something on the floor, and when she looked up in the mirror, she saw the apparition of a black figure in the mirror, and she, wow. she ran out and said, I don't, want to, <laughs> I don't want to ever go in there again, kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, so, but as far as I'm aware, to answer your question, I, nobody's directly left. Of course, every, anybody who works for the Dolphin or works at the Dolphin love it. Yes, you know, you, you, take, you, you take it for what it is, because, yeah. you know, we don't, uh, we don't lie to people. We do, you know, and people usually do the homework as well, because... They'll say, well, you know, it's Derby's oldest pub. And That's right. It's, it, it, it's, it's the most famous pub in Derby, and, and I have to be honest with you, and I'm not being patronising because we're sitting here. You know, it, it's, it is the best. It is the best pub in, in, in Derby. It, it's the only one. It's a real deal. Like, it's, a real deal. It, it's got real beer. Uh, real and, beer. Yeah, <laughs> it's real beer, yeah. Uh, and um, the, the atmosphere in the place is, is great. It, it's it's a drinker's pub, mm, mm, basically. Right. That's, what, that's what it's all about. Food as well. Yeah, well, and the food, again, you know, second to none. And we're set up here now in the, in the, in the state bar, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's the, and as, as Jim's already said, the number of Americans that, that come here anyway is, is amazing. 
And uh, actually, uh, I have a question. How is Eleanor making up uh, with that bayonet? Yeah. Is she picking up anything from it? Make it up. Come on, over here, come. You're a gentleman. In fact, I've just been given a very, very, very good pint of, of, of British beer. So cheers to everybody. Ellen is here now. That one for me. Yeah, I'm having it for you now, Ron. There you go. So, Eleanor, what are you picking up from that band? Anything? Um, it was actually, I said it was actually used to try and chop someone's head off. Oh, lovely. Really? Yes. So, how, how long is this bayonet? It's uh, two feet, two and a half, two and a half feet. No. Oh my God! That's a big two feet long. Two feet long with the handle. Wow! And it was once very sharp. Richard, the uh, two-minute bell just rang, so I know we got to wrap things up. So, do you guys have a website there at the Dolphin Pub that people can check it out? If anybody wants to have a look, I mean, if, if anybody's interested in that photograph that I took today, where the orb is, where we where we're actually sat, where we've where we've done this uh, this, yeah, this yeah. radio uh, transmission, I mean, if you go on to uh, the Cathedral Quarter uh, website in Derby, if you type in Cathedral Quarter Derby, it will bring up um, their website, and then it will bring up um, uh, if you click on pubs, bars, restaurants, and click in Ye Old Dolphin then it will bring up uh, all the latest pictures that we've taken today. And there is one of the restaurant, and if you, if you look at it, you'll see where the, where the tables and chairs are uh, in the far corner of the restaurant. And if you look just down to the right of the picture, you'll see quite a big orb on one of the chairs there. And that's the one I was on about that picked up uh, with the camera when, you know, with the little squares and that. So, so that, that's literally been put on today. And that's if you go on to Cathedral Quarter website. Cathedral, the Cathedral Quarter in Derby, and uh, it will bring up. And if you type in Ye Old Dolphin on their website, it will it will bring it up. And you'll see some pictures of the dolphin as well as to what it looks like from the outside. Yeah, that would be great. And it's Cathedral Quarter. Cathedral Quarter, Derby. Q U A R T E R. Cathedral Quarter, Derby. Co. Uk. Okay. Well, I want to thank Jim so much for uh, allowing us to be there with you today, uh, Richard, and I want to thank Eleanor for uh, giving up her, her feedback at that, and we'll definitely have to try this again. Hopefully we can get the uh, kinks worked out of it. Yeah, okay. Okay, thank you. Cheers, Ron. Well, we still Please, got another minute, so yeah, hang on. Are we still, Richard, are we still any, going? Anything, else, anything else you want to add? Anything else we want to add? Uh, that's a very good one. I'll tell you what, this beer is very good. <laughs> and I'm going down to have a look in a minute to see if they've got any spirits behind the bar, Ron. All right, Richard. So uh, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Uh, you guys do have a ghost hunt there tonight? We're not ghost hunting tonight. No, the next ghost hunt that we have here is on May the 10th. Uh, Monday, May the 10th. Uh, and again, I, it's, it's my favourite walk. I, I absolutely adore it. All it's, right. Uh, yeah. oh. Good night. God bless everyone. All the best. Talk to you next week. Bye. 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 From goalies to ghosties. Your head falls around me, there's a cross burning.